Father, we honor you this morning. Yes, indeed, you are God. And there is none like unto you. We stand before you today because you have spared our lives. We are here because you have provided for us. We are here because you have counted us among the living. Therefore, we refuse to be ungrateful. We stand before you today in your house with our hearts full of gratitude. Receive our thanksgiving. Receive our appreciation. From the deepest of our hearts, we know it is by your grace. It is by your mercies. You have preserved us. A lot of traps were set for us. The enemy wanted us dead. But by your grace and by your mercies, we are still here. Because you are with us. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the provision. Thank you for the air we breathe. Thank you for the strength. Thank you for the grace to go and even to come. Thank you for the grace to wake up this morning. It is all by your grace. Thank you and thank you and thank you and thank you and thank you. We can't thank you enough. Blessed be your name forever. We ask your presence in our midst this morning. Move mightily upon us. Let your word have a free course. Let everyone be blessed. Let every life be touched. I shall have given us a new month. Let this new month bring new things into our lives. Bring blessings. Supernatural breakthroughs. Supernatural turnarounds. Let all evil in this month return to where they are coming from in the name of Jesus. Every negative seed we have sown that is destined to result in evil in our lives this month. We plead for mercy. And we ask, deliver us. Deliver, deliver our children. And deliver all that concerns us. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' marvelous name. Amen. 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 Can we give a big, big, big club of one to the Lord? Thank you very much, Jane. Help me welcome the person next to you. I'm happy to this morning. And tell the person you are welcome into the new month of June. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed. Come and give a big, big club of one to the Lord. It's a blessing to be alive. And it's a blessing to be in good health. Amen. By the grace of God, we have seen a new month. And it's a month that God is going to show you his supernatural goodness. Hey, you don't believe it? It's a month God will show you his goodness. It's a month God will show you his goodness. Amen. What you believe is what will happen to you. What you don't believe can never happen to you. I said it's a month that God is going to show you his goodness. Some of you still don't believe it. Hallelujah. By the grace of God, we are sharing throughout this month a month of godly foundation. Godly foundation. And that's why by the grace of God, we are going to preach for this message, godly foundation, to the end of the year. Even if when God allows us to go beyond the year, but I pray that we can make sure we'll be able to finish the godly foundation from now to the end of the year. 
So it's a lot that God is going to really bless us with. Our anchor scripture is coming from Hebrews chapter number 6, from verse 1 to 3. Can we all read it together one to go? Leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ. Everybody say elementary. Now, go, give me the NIV version. Let's look at the way he puts it. Can we read together one to go? Let us leave the elementary teaching about Christ. So, coming to know God, that is what you call the basics or the elementary. When, when you say somebody is in the elementary school, you understand. It means that the person has just begun. I mean, elementary. So, in Christ, that is what we call the elementary teachings, the basic teachings of Christ. Now, therefore, let's, let's go continue. Let's start again. Let, therefore, leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity. We have to grow. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead, from dead earth. Yes. That leads to death and faith in God. Continue. Instruction about baptisms, the laying on of the hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And God permitting, we will do so. Now, God has permitted that we should do so. I said, God has permitted that we should do what? We should do so. so, so that's exactly what we are going to do. Hallelujah. Amen. So, I'm sharing with you the basic principles of, of our Christian foundation. Now, the writer of Hebrews talks about basic teaching about Christ. That every believer, anyone who calls himself a Christian, if you say you are a Christian, you are in church today, or you are a Christian, you have given your life to Christ, these are basic teaching that you must know and live by them if you really want to walk with God. They may be very basic, but these are what establishes a believer in Christ. This forms your foundation as a Christian. And we're going to look at a lot of foundations. It, it all sums up to one thing. But we are going to look at different things that can help to, I mean, that can help you and I to build a strong foundation for ourselves as Christians. And the writer of Hebrews calls them basic foundation. When you read from the NIV, he said, please go, go, go to verse 1 for me, please. He said, therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity, laying again the foundation of what? Repentance. So he calls them foundation. Very much important. And foundation is very, very important to every man's life. So the writer of Psalms, Psalm 11 verse 3, David said, he said, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Psalm 11, the verse 3. When the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? In other words, without foundation, your righteousness cannot be perfected. Please understand me today. Foundation is very much important to your life. Everything in this world has a foundation. Everything in this world. Marriages have foundations. Lives, your life has, I mean, has a foundation. Businesses have foundations. Families have foundations. Even the world, this earth that we live on or we live in has a foundation. Everything in this world has. So you need foundation. Now let me show a scripture that talks about the foundation of the world. In um, Ephesians chapter number 1, 3 and 4. Ephesians 1, 3 and 4. Listen to what it says. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, 
Verse 4. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame were before him. This world has, and even the earth, not the entire world, but the earth itself. Psalm 104, look at Psalm 104. The verse 5. Psalm 104 verse 5. You who laid the foundations of where? Of the earth. Please tell the person as you, even the earth you are living in, or you are living on, has a foundation, has a foundation. Amen. So with that, God is so wise. Everything in life has a lot to do with foundations. Amen. When, when people, sometimes unfortunately, when people come to church or join the church, all that they are looking for is breakthroughs, miracles, prophecies. Say this, say that to me. They want to travel. We want money, quick money, whatever. People come to church looking for things. Without taking their time to build themselves in God to have foundation. Please listen to me. Listen to me well. God doesn't have a problem blessing you. God doesn't have a What is it that you need that God cannot provide? But the question is, can you stand to be blessed? Can you stand the blessing that God will bring on your way? I mean, you can't. There are some of you, when God opens certain doors for you right now, We'll never see you again. Whatever you are, if it's marriage that you are looking for, God knows that even the marriage one he gives you will never last in it. Because your foundation is not strong. You, you have not built yourself for it. You have not prepared yourself for the blessing. I mean, you are not fit for certain things. No, I'm telling you. No, not, not a... a you don't deserve it, but you are not fit. Your foundation is not to... Please listen to me. If I want to put, I mean, let's say, um, 10 bags of cement in this chair, or 20, I don't think, after we've taken the cement, the chair will still be the same. Because the chair is not built for that. Many of you, your foundation is small, but you are looking for big things. No, I'm telling you. Some of you, if God gives you even $10,000, you will chase every woman in the community. So if you want God gives you your own room, you will line them lie by lie. Number one. Number two. If God gives you your own car, you know, you know, you know. So God does have a problem giving you what you want. He knows you need it even much better. But can you stand it when you receive it? Can you stand to be blessed? Can you stand to be blessed? So when you build a strong foundation for yourself, Listen to me. No matter the blessing that comes on your way, you will still be strong and be committed in God. I hear you have gone home. Tell the person your foundation is important. Tell the person focus on building a strong foundation in God, in God, in God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Your Christian life must have a strong foundation because it determines how stable, how far you can go with God. Your foundation will determine how strong your life will be. How far you can go in life and how far you can go in God. If your foundation is not strong, please listen to me. The future is not secured for you. Many of us here, our children doesn't have foundation. Now I'm telling you. When you are out of the sea, your children will never go to church. Now they are going to church because of you. They are doing certain things because of you. When you are not there. But foundation is when you put certain things in them. That even when you are not there, they will still know what to do and they will do it. May God help us to lay good foundations for ourselves and for our children, for our career and our businesses in the name of Jesus. 
when the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Now, looking through our work with God, sometimes, I mean, with my little experience with God, I mean, with people and all that, you can see that a lot of people doesn't have foundation. A lot of people. There are some people that no matter what you do to them, they will still serve God. Nothing will change, nothing will take them from God. (laughs) No matter what, no matter what you do to them. Paul said, what will separate us from the love of Christ? He was talking about foundation. What will separate us? I think Romans 8 from 35. What will separate us from the love of Christ? Is it tribulation? Is it difficulty? What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Distress, tribulation, persecution, famine, nakedness. Sometimes you can look at some of the reasons you give why you're not in church. Now I'm telling you. It talks about your foundation. You'll be surprised to know that some people may not have money because I don't have offering, I will not go to church. I don't have a new dress, I can't go to church. Foundation. There are people, no matter what it is, not, I mean, their, their foundation is so strong that even if there is earthquake, they will still serve God. But there are some also, the least challenge they go through. There are some, no matter how you offend them. I remember some time ago, one of the pastors, who is a pastor in one of the branches, there's an issue and all that. And I said, I, I really blasted him. I really, really blasted him. I, I spoke to him rough because he made me so angry. And I said, if you don't want to leave the church and go. He looked at me and said, but I don't have anywhere to go. He's a pastor of, 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 at, at one of the branches now. He said, I have, and he's one of our faithful pastors in the church. He said, I have, I, I know, whether you insult me, whether you hit me, whether what, this is where God has brought me, I don't have anywhere to go. How about you say foundation? Some of you, if somebody steps on your foot right now, if somebody steps on you right now, you leave church. The person sitting on the way the person is pushing another home crepe, you are, you are done. Not next week, you don't sit at the same place. Little offense. You don't have a foundation. You see, when you don't have a foundation, your work with God is on and off. You are on and off. If your foundation is not strong, you are on and off. Look at the person next to you. If you like, eh? give the person next to you a number. And tell the person next week or throughout this month of June, let's see if I'll be seeing you in church. No, seriously. If every, listen to me. It's not you. You are not the only person who has excuses. So. We all have excuses. So if everybody is giving excuses like the way you have been giving excuses, nobody will come to church. Please tell the person for, since beginning of this, from the beginning of this year. How many times have you been in church? How many times? Look at the person and ask the person. Or not. Please, if, if you don't lay a good foundation for yourself in your work with God, you will never last in, the work of, in your work with God. You will never be able to survive in your work with God. May God help all of us. You know, sometimes you can ask somebody, please, are you not coming to church this Sunday? The person can tell, I'm not even, I'm, I'm not too sure. How many of you have said that before? Do you know why you're not sure? Well, you are you're confused yourself. No, I'm telling you. You don't. I mean, no, please. I'll see you at church. I hope you're coming to Sunday. I'm, I'm not sure. No. I mean, I mean, what, what, what kind of assurance do you need again? Come into church. No, what, what assurance? No. I, sorry, I can't think, for, I can't get it. I, please, uh, you're coming to church on Sunday. I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure. I'll think about it. I will see. Do you know the reason why? You don't have a foundation. No, straightforward. You don't have. Unless you are on bed dying. And you, apart from that, you can give any other excuse that you can't present yourself before God. Listen to me. 
your foundation is not strong. I told you a story about uh, Papa Deboye. When he was going to preach somewhere, and uh, he met, um, he went to pass, the way he was going to preach was close to where the mother was, past where the mother was. And as soon as he got there, he saw that the mother was at the point of dying. And he had to take the mother to hospital at the same time he was supposed to go and preach. And listen to what he did. He said, Mommy, he prayed for the mother. He said, Mommy, the Lord be with you. Even if I'm here with you, I can't heal you. I can't carry you to hospital too, because I have to go and preach. He prayed for the mother and left. By the time he went and preached and came back, the mother had come back to life. The mother was, became so strong. And the woman who was old and at the point of dying, according to what the, the, uh, the, our father said, he said, the mother lived another 10 years more. If somebody visits you on Sunday morning, or you're looking for a particular dress and you don't get it, or your makeup or your mascara messes you up in the morning, it will change your mood. Some of you may not even come. You are looking for a particular wig and you don't get it. No church. You are a baby. You don't have a foundation. You don't have what? You don't have. No, 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 no. no. Don't deceive. You don't have a foundation. You don't have a foundation. You don't. I mean, I mean, straightforward. You don't have a foundation. You have not started yet. But I pray that as we go through this, may the Lord grace us to build. This one, people are not saying amen. Though. May God grace us to build strong foundations for ourselves. Hallelujah. I see that grace coming upon us in the name of Jesus. Now, the first thing that can empower us to build strong foundations is what I want us to look at. Amen. Some foundation mostly take time. It takes great effort. It takes sacrifice and pain to build. If you really want to build one of the major and the difficult part of building, uh, well, I said one of the major parts, but the major, let me say the major part of building any project is a foundation. When you do the foundation very well, uh, it will go a long way. So when it comes to building, the most part that you spend a lot of time, more than even the flow, whatever, or roofing, whatever, is the foundation. You spend a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money, a lot of resources. So it's not going to be easy to build yourself in God, but you must spend time. You must make time to take your strength. You must be ready to do the things that can help you to build a strong foundation for yourself. Hallelujah. Now, we are going to look at some of the foundations, but I, I want us to look at one of them. So let's go back to that scripture. Let's pick it from Hebrews chapter number 6, from verse 1. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. So the first foundation that we are going to lay this month is the foundation of repentance from dead works. So that's the topic for my message today. So the main topic for the month is what? Godly foundation. And under that, we are going to treat what? Repentance from repentance from dead works. Dead works. Exactly. So repentance from dead. Now, what is repentance? Repentance is a feeling of sorrow for wrongdoing. That all right. Repentance is a feeling of sorrow from wrongdoing that leads to change of mind which affects 
your actions and your direction. So when somebody has repented, how many of us have repented here? Alright, good. So when it's a repentance, it is a feeling of um, sorrow for wrongdoing. So when it says somebody has done something wrong and the person has repented, the person feels sorry, very bad, for what he or she did. I think I told you this story before about there's a, a problem between a man and a wife and uh, they were talking about it. And one of the elders told the lady, the woman to apologize to the husband. So the, uh, the husband. So the lady was sitting down there and the, the man asked, ah, I told you to apologize. So the, the woman got up and said, he went to the, the family elder and said, what did you say as you say? He said, you say as you say what? You are wrong? And they said, you should apologize. So she got up. Because, I mean, she was not repentant about what she did. She just got up and asked, please, what did you say as you say? Many a times, our repentance are not genuine. And as I go through this teaching, please check yourself if you have really repented. So repentance is what? It's a feeling of sorrow for wrongdoing. That you feel bad. You feel sorry for something wrong that you did. And number two, in continuation, it leads to change of mind. So if somebody says, I've repented, I did something wrong, I gossip about Pastor K. My attention has been drawn to it, and I, I, I realize that what I did, I didn't do it right. The moment I realize I didn't do it right, I feel sorry for what I did. Why do I have to hurt my brother? Why do I have to talk behind him? Now, the next thing that happens is, if shows I've repented, I have change of mind. That whatever I said about him, or whatever I did, was what? Was wrong. Then the next thing is that it, it affects my direction or my actions. So from after that time, if I say I've repented, I will make sure I don't gossip about him again. Please, are you here? So repent, if you say we have repented or you, you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, the day you heard the gospel, you felt sorry for your sins. That's number one. Number two, you change your mind. Your mind was also affected and affected your direction. That you are on a particular path. Now I change my direction. I'm not going on that way again. For example, if, I mean let's use practical terms. I'm going to steal or I'm going to do something bad. And I met Jesus on the way. Or somebody preached to me about Christ. Jesus loves you. And I'm, I'm on the way to, let's say I'm, I'm going to the beer bar. Or I'm going, to, I'm going with a girl. Whatever, let's go. Baby, we are going. And I met somebody the day when the person preached to me. Jesus loves you. And I'm convicted. And I know that what I'm doing is wrong. Do you want to accept Jesus? I lift up my hands. The person prays for me. I accept Jesus. As soon as I've said I've repented and I've accepted Jesus. Number one, I feel sorry about going with the lady. Number two, my mind is changed because I know that we are going to do something. And number three, I change my direction. I can never say I have prayed, I've accepted Jesus, even though I'm with you, but God, God knows that. Please what do you think? Let's still go. Many of us who say we have repented, but we are still holding the ladies. We are still going to the same place. Now, because if you say we have repented, if you're on this direction and you're going to the house or the room here, the moment you say you are repented, it changes your direction. No, that's the right word. Everybody say you turn. That's exactly what I want to say. You turn. So anybody who says I've repented, you have made a U10 180. So you made 180 sharp. Many of us say we have repented, but we are still on the same way. Ask the person, do you think you have really repented? This is what the people are not saying it well. Some faces have changed. On the same path. So repentance, feeling sorry for yourself, and number two, Changing your mind. 
We used to think about men, you think about women, you think about all kinds of things. You change your mind about the way you think. And number three, it affects your direction. It affects your actions. Listen to me. You can never say you have repented whilst your actions are not changed. No, your action, very your action. Nobody can ever say I have repented. You, you, I mean, you can't tell me you have stopped gossiping. You have, you have forgiven me. I mean, I'm sorry for gossiping about you. And after apologizing, I still continue to. Have I repented? Now, let me show you some few scriptures that will help all of us. Please kindly go with me to Acts chapter number 26, verse 19 to 20. Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Paul talking to Agrippa. But declared first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea. And then to the Gentiles that they should repent, turn to who? And do works befitting repentance. Give me the NIV. The verse 20. Okay. He said, first to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and to the Gentiles also, I preach that they should repent and turn to God and prove their repentance by their deeds. So you can never say you have repented while your deeds are not changed. Sometimes it may take time. But the moment you say you have repented, a change must begin immediately from there. I hear you are going home. I'm not saying all of us here are perfect. But the point is that if you truly say you have repented, then repentance must be seen in your deeds. You must become a better and a better and a better person. Not becoming from worse to worse. Let, Let me give you a typical example. If I say I have repented, and let's say I used to have three girlfriends. The moment I say I've repented, it must drop to what? Not even one. We start from two. It must drop from where? No, from you, you, have, you, you used to have three. So you have repented. The change begins. It drops from, from two, from one, then from zero to marriage. Simple. There are some people that they can drop from even from ten to zero. That's a great blessing. And those people really encounter God very well. Or if I say I used to drink alcohol, two bottles, or I drink every day, the moment I say I've repented, there are some that a total change can just happen. They will stop drinking for that moment. But you can never tell me that you have repented and used to drink two bottles and night has gone to three. I hear you have gone home. As the person, do you think you have really repented? Look at the person's face. Don't feel shy. Look at the person. You feel you, you think you have really repented. Hallelujah. So sometimes you can see that most of the time our repentance are not really genuine. So it's a change of mind that affects your actions. So or that results in a change of your actions. Now Luke chapter 3, verse 8 to 14. Very powerful scripture to Luke 3. From verse 8 to 14. Everybody listen to look at that scripture. Give me the NIV. Now produce fruit in keeping repentance. And do not begin to say to yourselves. We are Abraham's children. As Abraham's father. For I tell you that out of these stones. God can raise children for himself. The axe is already at the root. Of the trees. Every tree that, that does not bear good fruit. Will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What should we do then? The crowd asks. Now, if you say we have repented, what do we do? John answered, the man with two tunics should share with him who has none. So if you have two, 
Now begin to, for people to know they've really repented, it must be seen. Don't be someone looking for things for yourself without caring about other people. Be a sharing person. And the one who has food should do the same. If you have food, you begin to share. If I say I've repented, I am very mean. I remember in those days. Even though I, I, I was, I, I said I was repent, I was a Christian, I repented. I was even a becoming, becoming a pastor. But there's a certain guy that I know in Kumasi, very close to us, of Ata. You know the story. I mean, I don't know. This guy always passing behind my window. Because, because at that time, I had the, the cook in the, my hall. So, I will, the only food I was able to afford that time is Chinese rice. I want more. Oil and rice. And I have a way of doing it. I can do it with uh, Kobe Jollof. You know Kobe Jollof? He has some Kobe to it that smells everywhere. And this Ofata will always be walking behind my window. And the moment he smells the Angwamo, and he will call, Kwabana! He calls my name. And I sometimes pretend as if I didn't hear. And when he, I pretend I, I didn't hear, I know that he's coming. So whilst even the food is on fire, I will take it very fast. Hide it somewhere and cover it. Wrap it with a cloth. I said I was I repented, oh. And he will come into the room. Hey, your room smells good, oh. I said, oh, there's nothing here. I've got to open the windows and, open, and put that fan on just to make every smell to go. One day he told me, he said, Governor, whether you like it or not, I know there is food here. I will eat some. Hallelujah. Many of you said you are repented, but you are very mean. Very mean. Very mean. Nothing leaves you. Even if you're a friend walking, you are the. You, you see, you always want your friend to buy. You never buy anything. Every day you don't have money. Hey, mercy on you. You are, you, are, you are a parasite. You know what a parasite is? They always drink blood from you. They don't give you anything. Parasite. Some Christians, they are parasites. Nothing leaves you. When it comes to God, you don't give. When it comes to people, you are too mean. He said, and the one who has food should do the same. Continue. Task collectors also came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required. To be told. Tax collectors. Like those who collect the taxes and all that. You know, I told you about the story about the tax collectors. In those times, the reason why the Jews were so against the tax collectors was that the Romans, they would give them their bail. That let's say, all of us are 200 here. Everybody is supposed, supposed to pay 10 cities. So the tax collector is supposed to pay the government the 10 city. And now he must go and collect the 10 city from the people. So he pays the 10 city for the government in advance. Now, when he can be called, he has paid in advance, he come and tell you that you are going to pay 400. So the Jews saw them as, and please, because my money has gone, if you don't pay, I'll put you in cell. I won't forgive you. So don't take more than what you are supposed to do. What? Some of you, 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 your things are too expensive. Ah! I mean, how can you buy a shoe? You bought the shoe from China, from Turkey. When you convert it and taking your everything is about, let's say, 100 cities. And you come and sell this shoe 300 for us. You are wicked. Blow, uh, clear your throat well. You fix air condition? Cheating people. What's wrong with you? You see, that's what our, our politicians do. You see, if the project will cost thousand, they know everything completely will cost thousand, but they will charge 10,000. 
God will punish all of them. No, that's why we are where we are. I'm telling you. That's why we are where we are. You may not agree with me, but the point is that sometimes we overcharge things. Overcharge things. You're not being fair. You're not being reasonable. Your, your eyes red. You want money too much. It's too much. I mean, you are working, people are working for you. It's the same thing. People are working for you and you know that your profit is very huge. And we are paying workers 100 cities, 200 cities. But you squeeze people, people use their strength and you, you. Then some soldiers asked him, and what shall we do also? He replied, don't extort money. So so therefore, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with what you have. Told the police people, stop all the bribes. May God have mercy on all of us. So if you say you have repented, something must show. Tell the person, if you truly have repented, something must begin to show. I didn't say bow your head. I said look at the person and tell the person next to you. If you say you have truly repented, then something must show. Something must begin to show. Hallelujah. When Jesus met Zacchaeus, do you remember what he said? Luke 19, 18 to 10. He said, But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times. That's that's the four. I told you about that. Four times the amount. Now listen to the reply Jesus gave. Jesus said to him, Today, today, salvation has what? Come to this. Because this man too, today's salvation, because you have said you are going to give whatever it is, because if you say you have truly repented, something must demonstrate. Please help me as a person. What is showing that you have really changed? What is showing? Your dressing is still the same. Your dressing is, since you said you have given your life, your dressing is still the same. You keep on nakeding yourself. Everything is the, the same, the same, the same. From your head to toe, nothing has changed. Change now, you are even becoming worse. You used to have one year hole here. No, you see, I'm saying this because when I said I just remembered what Pastor Hesba said. Because when she was in the world, she used to have two holes, even when she came to church, she was having two. I remember, I, I don't even remember what he said, but he said one day, I, he said, I said something, he said, I Look at her in a way. How can you, I mean, decent, there's, there's dignity in decency, or you don't know that. There's dignity in what decency. I'm telling you. Decent. Decent. A lady, when people see you, decent lady. Decent, decent. Please listen to me. That's their culture. That's not our culture. Bishop Oedipo told us. Listen to this. Bishop Oedipo. He said that. Have you ever seen any president with braided with rasta hair before? Then he asked us. Have you seen any president with earring? He said, this much, he pointed to, pointed to his children. He said, this much, boys here. If any of them put any earring on his ears, he said, me, I'll take knife. I'll cut the ear, literally, I'll, I'll cut it. I bone you. I can, I'll, I'll cut it. I'll cut it off for them. I'll cut. They should come and arrest me. Then he said, no, which house will you enter? Which house? You are bringing that a boy with earring to enter which house? My house? If he, he said, not even I'm a pastor. Let's assume I'm not even a pastor. Which house are you come to enter? Yo, yo. 
Gaya pochongo. Aze. Azeria. Yeah. You look like an arm robber, I'm telling you. No, seriously. There is dignity in decency. There are even certain appearances that when you are looking for a job, when they look at you, they will not even employ you. People begin to think certain way about you because of the way you appear. Listen to me. It's not adding anything to you. It's rather subtracting. So change the way you are. If you say you have truly repented, something must change about you. Not because I said it, you not come to church again. No. Whether you come or not, we will still come there and call you to church. Hallelujah. Now, 1 John 1, 6 and 7. Listen to what it says. First, a very powerful scripture there. 1 John 1, 6 and 7. He said, if we claim to have fellowship with him, if we say we have repented, we have Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior. And yet, walk in darkness. Do the things that we used to do. We lie and do not live by the truth. So, you think that you are doing well, but you are deceiving yourself. Look at what verse 7 says. But if we walk in the light, as the new light we have seen, as he is a light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purify us from all our sins. This is what I call true repentance. Something is seen. Something is changed. Listen to me. All of us here are not perfect. But the point, point is that you must strive for change. With the help of the Lord, you must take the steps. Lord, help me to become a better person. Help me to drop from this lifestyle. Help me to change from. Help me to become a good and a better person for you. Hallelujah. Now, coming back to what he said in Hebrews chapter 6, from verse, uh, from the verse um, 1. Listen to what he says. Now, therefore, let us also leave the elementary teaching of Christ, about Christ and go on to maturity. Not laying again the foundation of what? Repentance from dead acts. Another person calls it dead. Give me the NIV, uh, King James. Dead works. That leads to. Therefore, leaving the elementary teachings of Christ, principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection and don't lay again the foundation of our repentance from dead world. Now, so I, w- I want us to look at what the Bible calls. Now, we have looked at repentance, right? Now, we're going to look at dead works. What are dead works? Now, from the li- literal meaning, Dead work simply means that things that will kill you. Or things that can kill you. Yeah. Dead works. They are things that can cut your life short. And if you engage in them as a Christian, you may be alive, but spiritually dead. So dead works kills. Dead work does what? Please tell the person, dead works will kill you. But God wants us, tell the person, but God wants us to repent from dead works. Amen. So he calls it the foundation of dead works. Ephesians chapter number 4. Now we are looking at dead works. Ephesians 4 from verse 17 through 24. Now this I say therefore and testify in the Lord. I mean it means I'm not lying. God is saying God is my witness. That you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. That now that you say you have repented. Now, don't walk. Do you know who the, who the Gentiles are? The unbelievers. Those who have not accepted Christ. The lie. He said, "Do not walk as the Gentiles walk." In other words, don't live your life, don't behave, don't dress, don't act like the Gentiles walk in the futility of their what? 
Do you know that the fertility of their mind means that their, their minds have been corrupted. They think that if I dress this way, if I look that way, I have to behave like this, I have to act like this, I have to fall in the system. I have to follow. I was just listening to the news recently, and uh, I mean, we're in the car with Nick, and uh, they, they said now, within the system today, among the secondary schools, the GHS and the SHS, almost about our young people are involved in the oh, shisha. This, this, this is coming from Ghana Education Service. Shisha. I'm told it's a cigarette, but it smells like it's not something good, like a toffee. It has a flavor. And I was shocked to hear that. Recently, the Prempe Primary School in Kumasi, you heard it? The Prempe Primary School, they organize sex party. Yes. At the pool. Sex party. Yeah. JHS children. Some of you, you are at the university, you have never, you have, you are 25. You have never even seen a man before. JHS, 13, 14. Futil- because they think that that is a new trend. They call the futility of their what? I mean, that's the way it's going. Whenever I visit them at the university. Hey. There's a place at the university, you don't know what I'm telling you, called Obonsam Junction. <laughs> the Devil's Junction. Almost like every young girl I will see at the university is wearing a short dress. I don't know whether it's a, it's a spirit there. I don't know whether it's a trend. Almost like everybody. Woo. Those of you who went to the university, you know, especially me, I've been going to Lagos, so you, you know what I'm talking Futility of their minds. They think that is the trend. This is what every young man is doing. This is what every young woman is doing. But the devil has made their mind futile. It's useless. And Paul said, that was how we used to be. That's the way the unbelievers used to. Having their understanding what? They think they are smart. They are doing this and they think they are smart. Dress this way. Appear this way. Do this and do that. They think they are smart. But their understanding is dark and they are fools. Being alienated from the life of God. Because they, are, they don't have God's life. They are living the life of the world. Because of the, ig- ah, the ignore, ignorance. Ignoramos. That is in them. Because of the blindness of their hearts. Talk about the old, those who have not accepted Christ. Please roll. Who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness. Give me the NIV. Having lost all sensitivity. Do you know sensitivity? They have lost. Do you know sometimes when you dress, you can know that, ah, this one, dear. Oh, no, no, this one, dear, is, is too much. The moment you lose that sensitivity, that tells you, mm, when you are bold enough, and your breast is out, and you are told, please, can you do it? And you see nothing wrong with it. You know the people like that? They, 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 they don't see nothing wrong with that, I mean. What is wrong for me to put earrings all over here and put one on my tongue and put on my navel? I mean, what is wrong? I mean, what is wrong? Maybe if not because of that, I will show you the background of all that from the scriptures. All those things. Then you see the type of people who used to do that in the Bible. But the point is, they have lost sensitivity. Now, what is evil is no more evil to them. They don't feel it. I mean, sensitivity. They have given themselves over to sensuality. 
Do you know what sensuality is? As you indulge in every kind of impurity. When you say something is impure, it means it is not proper. I mean, it's, it's not right. But that's what they have given themselves to. You'd be surprised to know that there are lesbians in church. There are gays in church. They see nothing wrong with it. With a continual lust for more. You. Everybody say me. Everybody say me, 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 me. Who are you? The repented one. Say, I am the repented one. Or say with confidence, say, I am the repented one. Paul said, but you, however, ah, did not come to know Christ in that way. No, 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 no. Your honest friend. You did not come to know Christ in that way. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. No, 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 no. You don't follow the way they follow. You don't do what they do. You don't dress the way they dress. You don't talk the way they talk. You don't behave. When you came to Christ, it wasn't that. Your own is different. Your own is different. Your own is different. When I read the scripture, I, I didn't. I was so. He said, "You did not come to know Christ that way. That's not the way." The path you are on is not the way. No. If you say you are repentant, then you are on the wrong path. You are doing the wrong thing. That's not the way. Bro, surely you heard of him. Ah, we're baptized. I mean, we're taught in him. We teach the Bible in this church. This is not a prophetic church where you come. I see your head is rolling like a football. Somebody sits on your head. This is what you mean. When you're able to receive the word of God, you don't need any prophecy from anybody. When you walk with God and walk with him well, forget about the devil. The devil doesn't have any place in your life. All those who walk from one place to the other, one church to the other, one prayer center to the other, they have a problem. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him according with the what? Accordance with the... Ash. Everybody say what? The truth. We are teaching you the truth of God's word. This is not a church that will make you to put your hope in a man. That the pastor is your hope. The pastor is your God. One day. One man of God said to the church, he's, he's going to be He said, You have made me your God. He mentioned, he said, You have made Reverend Akosiamakun your God. But the day he will die, where will you pass? He was talking about himself. Because God was using him mightily. Ah. Little did he know that when he said that he was going to die on the tax right away. We teach the truth. Accordance with the truth that is in Christ Jesus. If there is any church that you will find yourself in, this should be the best church that you can ever find. I'm telling you. Continue to walk from one place to the other. You will catch spirits. Demonic demons. You were taught with regard ah, to your what? Former way of life. You were taught with regard to your former way of life. How many of you have a former way of life? Hey, you don't have a former way of life? How many of you have been bad before? Let me see you. You have been bad before. That's your former way of life, right? Yeah. He said you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old one, the old self, the old Kofi, the old Nicholas, the old Anatufor, the old Mary, the old Abronoma, the old Sue, the old Miss B. You put the old, to put off the old self, which is being corrupted by his deceitful what? Desires. Continue. To be made new in the attitude of your mind. Bro. And to put on the new self. Created to be like who? In righteousness and in holiness. Please bro, we are going to up to 34. Therefore, 
Each of you must put, then you're talking about the things that you must put off. Each of you must, if you say you have repented, then everybody must put off what? Hey, I hear you have gone home. Tell the person, stop lying. Stop lying from today. Giving false impression about yourself. Everybody must put off falsehood. Falsehood. Some of you are, you, you, you are, your body itself is falsehood. No, I'm telling you. Yeah. I told you when one of my pastor's friends, I think 92, 93, he wanted to travel. So I accompanied him to Circle. An agent was taking him to travel at that time. So he was sleeping in a hotel. Hurak, Hurak Hotel, Kokomimli. One morning he woke up and one Nigerian man went for a lady, a young lady, and to sleep with a lady in the night. When he woke up in the morning, he was screaming. The man was screaming. The Nigerian man was screaming. He said, hey, waga, hey, madam, come out, come out, come out, come out, come out. Come out, come out from the room. So what is it? Said so okay, I, I was sleeping with this my my friend. So we came out of the room, and because our doors were closed, and we saw this woman. He said, "Look at that old woman. I saw her yesterday. She, she was like a fifteen-year-old girl. I thought it was a fifteen-year-old girl. She had put makeup. And when the guy saw the lady last night, she was like a fifteen-year-old. Little you know, about sixty-three-year-old woman. Man." Because all the makeup was gone. Hey! Falsehood. As a young man, don't try to impress anybody in a wrong way. Be who you are. I'll do this for you, I'll do that for you. You know you are like you, you, you. Each of you must put on falsehood. Speak truthfully. Truthfully, truthfully, be truthful, Anan. Be truthful, okay. When you are going to buy something for somebody about a condition and it's hundred, say hundred. Do you hear what I'm telling you? All those working with people here, if it's fifty, say fifty. Seamstress, hairdressers, whatever. If you bought the thing, twenty CDs, and the person is asking for reduction, and you know you bought it twelve, don't say I bought it forty. You know you bought the thing because you want to cheat. You magnify things. Learn to be truthful. Therefore, each of you must put on falsehood. Speak truthfully to his neighbor. As we are members of one. We are all members. Because whatever you do to me, you know what you are doing? You are doing to yourself. Yeah. Hurt me, you are hurting yourself. Cheat me, you are cheating yourself. It will go away and come back to you. I'm telling you. And whatever you are sowing, you reap it. No, I'm telling you. Let no man do evil to his neighbor because we are all one. You think you are hurting me? I think I'm hurting you. You will end up hurting yourself. I'm telling you. You end up hurting yourself. In your anger, this is the old life. Do not sin. Some of you, when you are angry, nobody can control you. Alright, my time is up. So let me end here because a lot I wanted because when you when you repent, there are things that happen. I wanted to look into all that and some other things, but my time is up. So let me end here. But please don't forget that in your anger, do not sin. <laughs> please help me as a person at you. Are you able to control your temper? One of the things I bless God, one of the even God if God has not changed me, cry as for this one dear, he has helped me. Anger. As for that one dear. My wife will testify.
If God has not done anything for me, I have not changed her. As for this one day, I thank God for that. When I'm angry, I don't respect anybody. Those times. And gradually, 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 God by His grace and by His mercies. Some of you, you need to deal with yourself. Because that anger will drive a lot of good away from you. You are a woman, but you are not patient. The least thing makes you angry. People are watching you. One day, somebody wanted to work with somebody. And the person asked me, what about this person? I said, he's a good person, but please, the anger. If you can handle the anger. And I said, try the, try, I don't, I don't want to say he or she. I said, try this person. So the person asked the person to come around working with the person for some time. I said, please, pastor, I don't think. But the person is part of the church. I said, yes. Why is this that the person can I mean, I said, I don't know. Anger. I was talking to somebody, the person said, it's not me, that's how my mother was. So, he's in our family. And I said, do you want it? He said, but what can I do? I can't change. Oh, you be, I'm t- these are practical things I'm telling you. The Bible says, don't walk with an angry man or an angry woman. I beg you. I beg you. I beg you. People of God, God loves us. He wants to make our lives better. He will always show you the way. But it is led with you to pick up what he is telling you and walk in it so that you can find rest. I pray that your confession will never be like the Jews. God is showing you the way today. Jeremiah 6.16 My last scripture. We'll continue on God willing next week. This is what the Lord says. Can we all read together one to go? Acts of the ancient paths. Acts where the good way. So God is showing us the what? The good way. What's the good way? To put on the new self. Run away from anger and those things. The good way. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you do what? How many want to find rest for your souls? Then refuse the next verse. But you said we will not walk in it. I know the right thing to do. God has shown me, but please, I won't do it. From today, receive the grace. Receive the strength. Receive God's help to walk on the right way. So that you can find rest. Rest. May God give you rest in your life. I say, may God give you rest. In the name of Jesus. Can you please stand to your feet? Oh, my lifetime, oh, I will give God my life. Oh, my lifetime, my life, oh. Oh, we 
if I give God my life. Oh, He will take care of me. Oh, 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 He will. Oh, 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 I won't give. He will never, 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 never. He will never, never let. Oh, 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 my lifetime, my life. Oh, 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 oh. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my lifetime, my life. Oh, 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 oh. If I give God my life, oh, He will take care of me. Oh, oh, oh. I want us to pray only two prayers as all eyes are closed. I want all of us to rededicate ourselves back to God. But before that, if you are here, you know you don't have Jesus. You have not accepted Him as your Lord and personal Savior. You know, if you die right, I don't know where you are going. I want to give you the opportunity. I want to pray with you this morning so that you can repent. And this Savior will come into your life and make you a new person. If you are here like that, as all eyes are closed, you want Jesus to come into your heart? You want Jesus to come into your life? Lift up one hand as I pray with you. Please, those who have lifted their hands, as all eyes are closed, please pray this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for my life. Lord, I am a sinner. I know because of my sins, He came to die for me. I believe with all my heart that you are the son of God. Come into my heart. Come into my life. From today, I will serve you and I will follow you. I declare from today, I'm a changed person. Father, thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Now, the grace that brought you, may that same grace keep you. You will never backslide. You know, never go back. May the Lord establish you in Him. Your life is never the same. In Jesus' holy name. Now, I want everybody to put one hand on your chest. And I want us to rededicate our lives back to God. And please say this with all conviction and sincerity of your heart. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for my life. I know you love me. Lord, I have messed up. I've been doing things on my own. I've walked my own path. But today, Lord have mercy on me. Bring me back to the right way. I make a commitment to you that I rededicate my life back to you. From today, continue to help me to do what is right. To drop the old self the old me and help me Lord to put on the new man the new me in Christ Jesus which is after holiness 
every weaknesses in my life. Lord, strengthen me to do well. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for helping me today. In Jesus' name. Now, according to your declaration, let it be done unto you in Jesus' name. May the Lord increase all of us, all the branches that will lay strong foundation for ourselves in our work with God so that our destiny can be secured and God can genuinely bless us. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Honor you for your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen.